Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Life is too short to engage with dumb people unproductively, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, One could argue that life might be too short to watch the Animorphs TV show and talk about it for hours on end, but yet here we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we could dig into that particular can of worms. (laughs) We could also continue to shoot shit and avoid talking about this episode (laughs) like we did last time. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll I'll take one step towards talking about the episode in that I watched this one with Scott this week. I think I watched last week's with him. And he didn't have much to say at all. But when it all ended, he said, that one wasn't the worst one. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Wow. (laughs) I had the exact opposite reaction. I thought this one was worse than last week. And it's it's probably because it's like the awkward middle part of this three-parter sandwich. But, like, I was so mad and so bored at the same time. I thought this one was way better than last week's. I, maybe, I don't know. Like, I think I was just in a bad headspace last week. Or, like, a, a, maybe I was in a bad headspace this week. I don't know. Something's, I think mentally there was a thing that, that altered the episodes for me. But, yeah, I fucking, this one was just... Ugh. <laughs> it wasn't good. But I I mean I I thought it was better than last week's. I don't know. Well, so like last week you kept saying like the dialogue was super bad and I didn't notice the dialogue last week. This week I really noticed the dialogue and how bad it was. So like, I don't know. I don't it know. was it wasn't great dialogue, but with with a few with a few exceptions, it was overall, I think, a little bit at better. least on par, if not slightly better. Okay. Okay. It all. I don't know. There was, like, no situation where, like, they had such an egregious air, like, last week, where they were like, someone's coming, someone's here, blah, 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 game starting, game's ending, <laughs> game's in the middle. Like, I don't know. I guess, <sighs> I don't know. There was less big game in this one. There was less big game. I don't know. Less big game, more Christopher, 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 Christopher. There was more Christopher, 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 Christopher. There was a moment where, <laughs> well, we'll get to it as we're talking about it. <laughs> there was a few moments that I think really, really carried this episode for me. Oh, a little bit better I think than I know what you're, what you're getting at. I'm not even sure what I'm getting at, so I hope you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> I have a guess. Um. It also helped that this episode was, like, two minutes shorter than last time because 
two minutes of it was the recap of last episode. Oh, yeah, which really it's... makes it easy to get through this intro part before we get to the theme song. Oh, it's so true. Although, like, I was watching the recap, it's like two and a half minutes long, and I was just looking at it, and I'm like, God, even the recap editing is mediocre. Like, mm-hmm. this should be, like, the easiest fucking editing job, and yet it's still just so... Ugh. Yep. <sighs> oh, there was the one sequence where Jake started morphing into the iguana again. Uh-huh. Like, Scott just lost it because that morph sequence was so fucking bad. <laughs> and then he goes, I can't believe he just turned into a turtle. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I realized, like... The face really did look like a turtle when he was morphing into it. Yeah, it didn't look very iguana-like. No, it It looked like a turtle. Yeah. I like turtles. I like turtles. (laughs) Jake, what are you doing in the York pool? I like turtles. (laughs) They never got a turtle morph. No. (laughs) I mean, you know. Dude. That reminds me of this like big cat documentary you were watching about this certain type of jaguar that goes to the beach and the sea turtles come up to lay their eggs on the beach and they just like go up to them and just like like fucking kill a turtle and start eating them. What? Yeah, it's like a very specific few like group of jaguars. Like not that jaguars like are in a group, but like like a region of jaguars that do this. Sea jaguars. Sea jaguars. And then, like, one of them killed a turtle, and it was starting to, like, drag it away. And then it saw a different turtle, and it abandoned the one it had killed and went and killed that turtle and dragged it away. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why? Why massacre the turtles? Because he he picked too early, and then he saw a better one, so he went and killed that one. I don't know. It was weird. (laughs) I wonder what a jaguar's standards are for a better turtle. (laughs) I don't know. Like That's I've crazy. seen a, a jaguar uh, fight and kill a caiman before, but I've never seen one. Yeah. Like turtles are just such easy pickings; they just sit there. Well, like here's the other thing that baffled me. Where I thought you were gonna go with that is like they find these turtles that are coming up onto the beach to lay their eggs, and then they eat the eggs. And I was like, that, oh yeah, for sure. That's what I thought was gonna happen, honestly. But no, you just like because it's so much easier. It's so much easier, but the turtles are just sitting there, and he just like comes up and like grabs it by the head and like crunches it, and then you got a turtle dinner with eggs all all mixed up in the guts. I guess it's like a scrambled egg and turtle. It's like thing. It's like the little fish eggs on top of the the sushi. <laughs> the row, yeah, a little bit of yeah, a little bit of row, a little bit of caviar. It's just like, I mean, but the eggs are right there. They're so much easier to get, and if you eat the eggs, there's many more eggs. Yeah, but turtles also like six hundred pounds or whatever, so like, you get more for your more bang for your buck there. I guess I don't know. Not over time. You can have a 600-pound turtle, which I would argue the weight is probably mostly the shell and not the meat. That's true. That's true. So you get one turtle now, or you get eggs for years. Hmm. So where does the true value lie? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's like... I don't know. So when when they lay the eggs, is it like... I'm trying to decide if if, uh, eating turtle eggs would make you like technically a vegetarian because like you can eat an unfertilized chicken egg and you're still a vegetarian right right but these are fertilized i mean i don't know that that makes a huge difference but right. 
I don't know. Fucking vegetarian Jaguar. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. The kid in Hatchet ate turtle eggs. And then, and then a skunk. No, a porcupine broke into his, his little hut and then ate the eggs and, and hit him with porcupine quills. Well, that's upsetting. Yeah. That's what I know about eggs. Eggs! So yeah, that's eggs and jagalars and turtles and none of the animorphs were a turtle. And that's sad. Yeah, I was trying to, after uh, Scott said, like, oh, it's going to a turtle, blah, 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 blah. I was trying to imagine, like, what situation that they would need a turtle morph for. And, like, other than, like, oh, I hid in my sister's aquarium where she had a pet mm-hmm. turtle. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't really think of anything. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, a sea turtle would be too slow, probably. Yeah, like, compared to dolphins and Whales. orcas. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, maybe for, like, protection purposes, but you're still really slow. You know... I don't know. I do appreciate, though, about Animorphs, because I feel like maybe a more different author would have been like, oh, let's think of cool or funny animals that they could morph and then, like, build a story around that. But I really felt like Applegate and Grant picked the morphs for the situation. Yeah. That's how they got into the lobster territory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no! That was fl- that was a fly, but it's still okay. it was still Marco. <sighs> it was still Marco making good jokes. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's. I always think of that book every time I see the gif of the lobster that got, or maybe it's a crab that gets the knife. Oh yeah, it's like in the kitchen scuttling around. I'm always like, look, it's like Marco. <laughs> Some antelope bandelite right there. That's right. He's going to shank a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Every animal you see that is part of a meme that is doing things like like with a pizza or some shit. Like a rat with a pizza. That's an Andalite Bandalite. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza rat for sure. (laughs) Guinea pig (sighs) pigeon. I still don't know what they're going to do with that pigeon if they caught it. (laughs) It's or like they the jokers of guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> like a guinea pig a chasing a bird. Chase a car. <laughs> 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 Have you seen the video of the beluga that's playing with the seagull? No. Oh god, I have to send that to you. There's a seagull that's just chilling in the water and there's belugas like swimming around it and it's like kinda of trying to bite it and stuff. And the seagull's just like not having it. I'm gonna send it to you. I did see a video of a Canada goose that a seagull came in and tried to steal its eggs and it grabbed, like it was probably 20 feet from the nest. It skidded across the water, grabbed the seagull and held it under the water and drowned it. (gasps) Whoa! Yeah. It's pretty fucking metal. Don't fuck with geese, man. Unless you're prepared to face the consequences. Yeah. Don't fuck with the geese. Fucking harbingers of death right there. Yeah, that was really a morph that was never explored that could have really been used to great effect. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, or like a swan. And Marco would have been like, it's just a stupid swan. How sissy. And Cassie would be like, uh, actually. And then the swan would break his arm. It would break his arm. (laughs) Right in his fucking arm. Break it. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't wish a broken arm on Marco, but also... 
don't fuck with swans, man. I mean, if I'm going to wish a broken arm on anybody, it's the person that can, like, morph out of it in, like, five minutes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if anyone's going to break their arm fucking with a swan, it should probably be <laughs> right. one of the animorphs. Right. Somebody that has a healing <laughs> factor. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, uh, the children. Yeah, I mean, I don't want, like, the pain and the horror, blah, blah, but, like, you know. <laughs> They're used to it, it's know. fine. <laughs> Tobias had, like, broken wings for all of Megamorphs, too, like, he whatever. He did, for some reason, yeah. For for no explicable reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could morph by then, right? I'm not going to be mad right? at it, though. Yeah, because he got the Deinonychus. Because it didn't fix it, right? Because he morphed the Deinonychus, and then he went back, and his wings were still broken, and then Rachel said, don't morph again, otherwise I won't have any of my morphing suit left. Ha ha ha, because she was tearing off pieces of right, her right, yeah, but leotard. Yeah. Why didn't he, Why didn't it fix it, though? I, I think eventually Applegate admitted that she forgot or something. Like She's like, ah, I fucked that up. Sorry. Oh, okay. But like... I would have to look into it more. I feel like I've just seen that like floating around in like the groups or something. And somebody was always like, well, Catherine admitted I was a screw up. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I don't care. I was too invested in the dinosaurs to care. (laughs) Yes. And the the broccoli people. Oh, yeah. That they all murdered at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take this episode out. <laughs> Week two, where we just exit to the Dress Pork theme song. Or three. Do we? We probably missed an episode. We skipped an episode. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Nothing else matters. Earlier today, when when I think somebody responded to my thing about like how Animorphs is so good, and it, I can't, mm-hmm. we can't find anything better. And I think they said something about like. Um, I think it was Liz who said something about, like, uh, sad that Jake and Tom never got to talk. And uh-huh. I almost responded, like, I'm coming fresh off the TV show and Tom can just fuck off for all I care. But then I was like, no, that's mean. And maybe I should read the books again, like, after we're done with the TV show, just to, like, cleanse my palate and remind myself that Animorphs actually is good. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Tom book. What the fuck was I just... Tom book. Book Tom. Tom book. <laughs> rah, rah. It's just like once you fuck up a sentence that badly, there's just no way to come out of it, right? Like <laughs> sure. You just got to stop and start over. <laughs> <laughs> the book version of Tom yeah. is nothing like the TV show version of Tom. Really and I still didn't love Tom in the books, but I didn't dislike him either. He was just, he was fine. Well, yeah. And we never got to see like real Tom. Right. Because from the get go, he was controller Tom. Right, other than when in the York pool mm-hmm. he like fought off Visitor Three with his bare fucking hands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he does not do that in the TV show. God no, he just wanders around a darkened room. The monologues, like... oh my god. <laughs> like there is nothing that happened in this TV show that made me think Tom was less of a villain than Visitor Three. Like. <laughs> Every action he took was villainous, even when he wasn't infested. <laughs> god. And then, oh my god. Like, I don't know how much you want to jump around here, but I like... I don't fucking care. It's anarchy. All right. 
it's anarchy. There's no rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse, the <laughs> podcast. The girl that shows up to talk to Tom Ann Perkins? inexplicably, Ann Perkins inexplicably shows up, talks to Tom, and Scott turns to me and goes, Who is this? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. She just showed up here. It's a random extra. She's a random extra that they had to pick. She had lines. Thank you, Caitlin. That's true. And uh, I don't know who she is or why she's here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. I don't know why she's talking to Tom. If she was the girl that he joined the sharing for, I guess. But like then Tom just goes nuts. Yeah. That was the impression I got that maybe this was the girl that he liked. Because they like, they were standing very close together. Yeah, I definitely, well, there was, I think, at least two different kiss fake-outs Oh my in this episode. fucking god. If not three. Oh my. I would argue there is three. Shit, my god, yes. This is accurate. This is one of the kiss fake-outs. Yeah. The one I cared the least about, obviously. <laughs> exactly, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Where did she even come from? They make this cell, it's like a fucking five by five room, and all of a sudden they're like, there's a back alley in the cell where they hide women. Like, what is happening? <laughs> the women are over here. The women are in the back of the cell. Oh, no. We must watch Jesus. behind the men. <laughs> God, feminism is dead in the yerk pool. <laughs> Shit, man. Well, yeah. I mean, we've already, like, covered the beginning. Should we just, like, jump into it? Sure. Alright. Let's just fucking do it, I guess. Do it. Do it. Fuck it. Do it. Balls to the wall. Do it. Just do it. your dreams. Alright. This is Face Off Part 2 of 3. The last time we saw Jake, he was screaming on the floor. Or no, he was hiding on the floor. I don't know. He was something to do with the floor. He's fine now. And he sneaks out of the room he's in, in plain sight of the guard, somehow. Not sure how. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes to the laser cage where Tom is being kept. Tom is yelling shit, trying to antagonize the Yerks. One of the controllers vaguely threatens him and then walks away. Jake manages to sneak somewhere where he can see inside the cage through a grate. And he's like, Tom! He, like, spoke to him. And then Tom's like, who said that? And that's when, when Ann Perkins comes up. And she's like, it's me, a girl! And... Inexplicably. Inexplicably! And she's like, it's no use fighting. And he's like, no, don't think like that. It does make a difference. It makes me respect myself. Like, Yeah, what a stupid <laughs> fucking reason. <laughs> it's like, good for you, I guess. It's like, he he went from ranting almost incoherently, definitely cult-like, certainly evil-like, yeah. into like this super weird negging. Yeah. Like, and she's making logical points, like, don't waste your energy, like, why bother fighting? Like, they have complete control, you know this, you've been a host for a while. And he's just like, well, at least I can walk out of here with my dignity and, and respect myself at the end of the day. It's like, you know what, fuck you. I thought you were going to say, I can walk out of here with my dick held high. I can walk out of here with my dick I held high. I of and you can't do that as a woman. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't have been shocked. I mean, other than the fact that it's a kid's show, I would not have been shocked if he had said that. If she had said that. I kind of would have made it better, actually. <laughs> would have made it better. Uh, yeah! I don't know. That was a weird line in the beginning of, of dialogue hell for me. 
the entire fucking rant was a weird lie. And like, yeah. he was like holding her by the shoulders way too close to her face for this to be a casual encounter. Right. And like, just screaming at her about this. And like, she's barely saying anything. I was uncomfortable. She actually looked, the actress like seemed pretty casual about it. So she was, great job, random actress who, I'm sorry, I have no idea who you are or where you've gone. Ann Perkins. <laughs> but like, he was just screaming the most insane dialogue at her. And she was just like, okay, yeah, all right. Made no impression on her whatsoever. Whatever he was trying to do did not work. But then, like, so he's, like, yelling at her about, like, believing in yourself and friendship and heart of the cards and all that <laughs> bullshit. And then the controller comes to take Tom away back to the to the pool. And he's like, never give up, Anne. And she's like, I'm right beside you, Tom. As she's in the cage right. still, not beside him at all. Right. <laughs> it's like, this doesn't make sense, like, literally and also figuratively because there's no way she would have flipped on the dime that easily. Like... She has established that she is beaten down. She doesn't see the point in fighting. There's no way Tom's stupid speech could have spurred her to change her mind. Like, ugh, whatever. And, like, it's a super interesting choice, too, to have, like, Tom who's still fighting and then this super broken person. But then, like, they don't use it to great effect at all. They don't. I guess they were just trying to, like, show Tom inspiring people to not give up. I feel like that's what it was supposed to be. It was like, here's Tom's moment so that we still like him and we still like know that he's fighting the good fight even though he's under control. But like the actor is so inherently a bad guy, like looks like a bad guy, talks like a bad guy, that he was given this opportunity and he could not break out of his bad guy stereotype. Yeah. Like... Or, like, later he starts monologuing, and I was just sitting here thinking, like, you know, he probably wouldn't have been half a bad stage actor, but, like, he can't do TV very well, I don't think. And, like, by stage actor, I mean he can only play one type of character, and that is a villain. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say, because even, like, the way you just said, like, you know, friendship in the heart of the cards, and, like, that high-pitched, like, ah, hopeful, like, we can all be friends. If he tried to do that, he'd be like, yeah, for friendship and the heart of the cards. Yeah. Love? What is love? Like, Lady, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't. No more. Do not hurt me. Anymore. He's like so bad. Okay, just twitches a little because of the yerk in his ear. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah, not a great actor for anything, but he's a, he's a one note actor. There's rules for that kind of actor, but it's not this role. Typecast. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tom's I mean, actor. Uh. I'm sure he listens to this podcast. Huge fan, I'm sure. <laughs> Where we're just mean to him every episode. <laughs> and every episode he tunes in like, I thought I did a really good job this week. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. But the problem would be that even if he said that to us, we'd think he was playing an evil character. <laughs> oh no. I thought I did a great job this week. You should agree with me or I'll kill you. Oh no. Because he's a bad guy, I mean, TM. Maybe that, that means he's doing his job well. If, if we're just convinced he's a bad guy and... and... Okay, yeah, except... (laughs) It did a three... It came full circle. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know how this turned into, you hate this episode, I thought it was okay, and like five minutes into talking about it, you're defending Tom, and I'm like, fuck that actor, he doesn't know what he's doing, and you're like, maybe he's really good though. <laughs> no, like, honestly, I was watching him, and I was like, I could see this guy in like a high school or a college production of like a Shakespeare play, or he's playing some villain. A Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. He he could make a pretty decent like, you know, high school college production can, of a Shakespeare he can wear some leggings. Like, I don't yeah. I don't mind him as a stage actor, <laughs> but he's just too big for TV, which like isn't necessarily his fault because like again maybe the director should have been like okay like tone it down a bit but like I don't know. Do you think? Well, yeah, he should have been. Do you think that they did that, like, as a choice to try and make the kids seem, like, smaller in other aspects since they had aged them up a little? What do you mean? No, there's no way they would have even thought about that. Like, get, like, a really, like, big, overwhelming kind of presence to, like, downplay the kids and make them seem, like, younger, smaller. (sighs) There's no way they thought that far ahead. This was just a weird theory that I came up with off the cuff. I regret saying it. I'm sorry. So we were talking about the adults, like, playing up the campy part, and the kids are playing it in a more subtle way, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I, hmm. I mean, I guess Visitor 3 still is very, like, he, he still plays it really big as well. Yeah, but that, that's good for his character. Yeah. Though. That's not good it, for Tom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not. I think Tom really would have benefited from being just a little bit more subtle. Um, I think he would have benefited from having a second note to his acting. Yeah. Because, like, I thought Visor 1 is great because she really has that, like, I'm exuding the menacing and I'm not throwing my arms up and throwing a tank. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Like, she has the the confidence to pull off that quiet, I'm like, I'm a bad guy, and I'm confident in what I'm doing. And that's even scarier than, like, the the grandstanding that Visor 3 does. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's that's Visor 3's character. But like you said, yeah, it's it's very much to his character. He acts that way in the books as well. Right. And Tom doesn't. I mean, maybe... Tom doesn't at all. No, he's just, he's just... uh, evil controller Tom and like maybe I think giving him all of those monologues where he does like go on these like grand rants was not doing him any favors like that's not his character either I don't think I mean I guess one of the bigger problems with doing that is that like I think it could be his character because we know from like the Tom acting in the yerk pool in book one that he is like a stand-up guy like Jake who's willing to fight for the right cause. Mm-hmm. But like I think it was the fact that the speech came out of nowhere to a character we have no idea who it is or why. Right. And like there's no reason but like if they had have spent a little more time, like maybe cut up that scene so like she comes out and then Tom, like we have that recognition of like oh my god, I haven't seen you since they took us both. Like, And so we're like, okay, so they were taken together. And then people who've read the series can be like, oh, that's the girl that was yeah, taken with him. Yeah. Cut the scene there, 
go to the gymnasium, have big game TM, come back and let Tom have another scene where like time has passed and they've been talking and they're further along. And then like cut again, come back a third time. And that's when Tom's taken away and they've had this rapport and he tells her not angrily and shaking her, but like tearfully, don't give up. We can do this. Like, yeah, that would have made sense. Right. I love the Tom you just wrote. Why didn't they do that? Because, oh, <laughs> uh. God, just like make me feel emotions apart from rage, <laughs> because you <laughs> fucked up so badly. Oh, uh. and it like it's not even that hard to do either. And like giving more screen time to Tom, and like I do not say this lightly. I think they could have scaled back on the Rachel Tobias scene in the courtyard or whatever, like the outside of the school. They could have cut out the sick jump over the railing that was completely (laughs) unnecessary and given Tom 30 more seconds. Sick jumps. (laughs) It was the fucking worst. Oh, shit. Sweet flips, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) This was not team sweet flips that we saw here, okay? This was... The worst jump ever. Uh, they could have taken away some of the basketball court scene. Like, the whole fucking unnecessarily hamming us over the, hammering us over the head with the uh, air raid or tornado siren. Oh my Cut God. Cut out 30 seconds of the siren going off, for God's sake. Honestly, and honestly, there's an entire conversation later that they could have just cut, and I wish they had because it was so bad. Oh my God. Can't yeah, get give that. all of that to Tom and the girl yeah. who, you know, Fuck comes it. out of nowhere. Yeah. <sighs> Ugh. Like they needed to play up the difference between infested Tom and not infested Tom. So if they had made right. non-infested Tom much like quieter, but still like exuding that like confidence and bravery, mm-hmm. like that would have been fine. But the fact that like he goes from a monologuing evil guy to a monologuing less evil guy is like, I can't, I can't. W- yeah. These are the same picture. Like. <laughs> Right, there's there is no difference. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well he gets fucking thrown in a pool. So that'll learn him. <laughs> I honestly thought after he was coming out of the pool, he like just starts berating the guys on the platform, like, I told you my host was wily, blah 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 blah. I honestly thought for just a second, oh, he didn't get infested and he's playing it up like he did. And now he's going to escape. And I don't know why I thought that, but I had this like, oh, that's a really cool idea. And then that absolutely did not happen. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so cool. Right? Why didn't they consult us? Our ideas are so good. Uh, Yeah, man. And that would have been just a cool story that like you never got this in the books. But since Tom is such a big player in the TV show, mm-hmm. he has this whole adventure. Yeah. Aww. Honestly, here's the thing, though. Now that you've said that, I wonder if because there's not a lot of Tom in the books mm-hmm. that they just really had no idea what to do with him in the TV show. Like they wanted to make him a bigger player, but they just like didn't know how. Well, I feel like we've given them some really good options, and yeah, uh, okay, they should come to us for some more. So let's fucking time travel back to 1998. 
and be like, hey, it's us from the future. We are intimately familiar with this series. You fucking up. Let's fix this. <laughs> if you had a time machine but could only jump one time, would you... <laughs> I'm in the 1990. <laughs> would you go back and fix the TV show or would you go and kill Hitler? Well, okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> See, like before you said that my brain was like oh and then we could be like by the way y2k is not a big deal but oh. <laughs> then you took it into hitler territory sorry that was the first that, because of the, oh. the megamorphs that was the first no, no, yeah yeah mind. it makes sense yeah okay but for real if we were forced to travel back to 1998 to fix the tv show I think absolutely you're correct. We have to tell them that Y2K is not a problem at all. The computers are just fine. They know what's happening. <laughs> the computers are aware of the situation and will handle it accordingly. <laughs> the computers have got it down, man. <laughs> man, uh, fuck. I would just be like, Y2K is not a big deal. Wait till you get to 2020. <laughs> like- <laughs> Uh, like, how much could you tell them, though? Like, Oh, yeah, that's true. What are the strings that you pull to subtly influence, like, don't do not do this, or, like, get your pandemic shit together? And then, <laughs> like, and the then World Health Organization is very important. Yeah, and, like, there's also, like, altering the timeline and, and the butterfly effect and all that bullshit. I don't know. But then there's also, can you alter the timeline? Or, again, you're throwing a pebble into a rushing river, and even if you change oh. a few things, it won't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of time travel theories here that we could <laughs> get into. Oh, man. <laughs> but I think truly, in the grand scheme of things, I can't imagine us making the Animorphs TV show better would change all that much. Like, I feel like Sean Ashmore is still going to get X-Men. Have it run for longer, which may screw up Sean Ashmore being an X-Men. So maybe we would be like, listen, Sean... You can't turn down this contract. He'll be like, what are you talking about? They're not redoing X-Men. What do you know? And then we would have to be like, we don't know anything. We're just saying if Brian Singer comes to you and says, I want you to be Iceman, you have to say yes. Mm. So <laughs> I guess it would be like we'd have to do a thing like, but not be dicks, like what they did to Will Wheaton, where like they let him off a few episodes of Star Trek so he could go be in a movie. But they then backhandedly wrote him out of the script because they all hated Will Wheaton and were dicks to him. Wow. Not the crew, not not the other actors, but like the writers, the crew, all dicks to Will Wheaton. So we would have to do that to Sean, but be nice to Sean. What? Why did they hate Will Wheaton? Uh, I, I know nothing I about Will don't... Wheaton. <laughs> um, I don't really know why they didn't like him so much. Uh, all I know is that they, they didn't. And like, Maybe he was a, a dick. lot like. I mean, he was a kid. He was a little kid when he was on Star Trek. Not like little, little, but a he bebe. was. He started probably like young teens. Uh huh. Like I don't know. They were just they didn't like his character, but then they wrote his character, and then they didn't like him. I don't know why, but like the other actors would kind of stand up for him if they saw shit going down, and they admit <laughs> that like, in retrospect, they're like, oh, they treated Will Wheaton like shit. Hmm. So, hmm. I don't know. So, at, the point was, there's ways around this. Yeah. We could figure out the filming schedule with X-Men. It would be fine. 
<sighs> all of this to say. All this is to say, we haven't figured out time travel yet, and we just wanted to play in the space. Right, but if you ever watch the TV show and you think, this is really good, I thought it was terrible, just know that we have figured out time travel. <laughs> and we fixed it for you. And we fix it. Also, if you don't remember Y2K being a big deal, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Do you remember those bugs that they used to sell in, like, Jewel and, like, other grocery stores that were just, like, little, like, fake insecty things and said Y2K on them, and when you'd throw them at the ground, they'd make that, like, shattering noise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, good times. Oh, man. <sighs> well, that's something. <laughs> Sorry, I was hoping to cleverly segue back into this thing, and I could not think of anything. I got you. And play ball. Play ball. We're back at the big game, and oh my god, they actually found another team. Yay. Yep. There's... And about ten more people. Yay! <laughs> uh, yep. And major props to the ten or so extras that are doing their very, very best in cheering for the teams. And it only sounds pathetic because there's only 20 people in this gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the energy is there. Good job, extras. Yep. Um... The, the camera pans over to the kids, and Cassie's like, where's Rachel? <laughs> she literally says, where's Rachel? So I'm not, just, I'm not just being a Batman over here. She literally does it. Um, and they're trying to, like, figure out where Jake and Rachel are. Tom shows up, and he's magically dry now, even though he just fell in the earth oh, pool. Really? I thought he still looks wet. Oh, I thought he was, he was all fluffy. No, he looked, he looked still slicked down to me. And he had, like, kind of a... Like, my voice, like, really congested all the time. And I was like, oh, he <laughs> fell in that pool and he got a little cold. <laughs> he got a little cold. <laughs> he caught... <laughs> in the yerk pool. <laughs> I need some medicine. <laughs> I need some soup. I'm going to go drink this soup that's still in my room that my mom left for. <laughs> I still... I've been saving that soup since I was sick and now I really am sick. So I'm going to go drink some soup. Go get that soup. Chapman, you take care yeah. of this. I'm going to go have some soup. soup. Bye. It's it's kind of at this point a uh, half soup, half kombucha. So I'll, I'm gonna recover oh, very oh. fast. Gross. <laughs> oh, the mother of the soup. <laughs> the soup mother. Oh my god. Oh, soup mother is the hero we all need. We didn't know this. <laughs> soup mother soup is mother. the hero. <laughs> soup mother. <laughs> We milk her for her soup, babies. <laughs> what is this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> oh, I like soup and I like kombucha, but not together. I don't really like either of those things, and I still don't want them together. You don't like soup? I Listen, I just don't like eating things with spoons. I think most things should be eaten with forks. And soup doesn't really let me do that unless I eat the chunks. And then much like the milk in the cereal boil conundrum, you can't just leave the fucking gross water. The gross water. 
<sighs> well, I don't know how to help you. What about a spork? Best of both worlds. I mean, I guess. I guess a spork might do it, but <laughs> I don't know. But even the, sporks are really kind of useless. They're like they're bad at two things instead of great. Yeah, at yeah. <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, they might be okay at like melons, maybe. Like scooping oh. the flesh out of the melons. If it was, if it was a ripe melon. <laughs> yeah. But after watching so much Taskmaster, I have a very new direction in the way that I want to eat melon going forward. Oh boy. Oh no. And it is always going to be full on smashing that bad boy on a floor or table and just eating the broken innards. Oh yeah. Liz, tell me about that episode. As she should have. (laughs) As soon as like, (laughs) so this is first episode, first season, first task that we're talking about here. So this is my pitch for Taskmaster. I'm not spoiling anything super late in the game. You should absolutely all watch it. It's mostly on YouTube. There's two seasons on another service that's still free and then back to YouTube. Anyways, they put the watermelon on the table. Eat as much watermelon as you can. Fastest wins. And I'm like, I'm walking in there. I'm grabbing the melon. I'm smashing it and I'm eating it. And then uh, Ramesh did it. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I just like was like, this is my guy. Um, and then another guy did it as well. Oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I was just cheering them on. I'm like, fuck yeah, you guys, this is how to eat this melon. And then I got very excited about it. Yay. So anyways, that's absolutely going to be my first reaction now to seeing a whole watermelon. <laughs> smash it. Smash it. Happy just birthday to it. the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what about a pumpkin? Would you smash a pumpkin? Smashing pumpkins reference uh, I, I there's so many directions i could go with this conversation like what this is what was happening in my head this is why i froze okay <laughs> because at the simultaneously i wanted to talk about the scientific merit of smashing a pumpkin i wanted to make a pun using the word gourd like oh my gourd what a disaster <laughs> And then also, I do like know someone that lived right next door to the Smashing Pumpkins drummer, and like I wanted oh, to man. go there, and like so I just had this three-way battle in my own head, and that's oh, kind of why I just froze up just then. You had many options. I did, and like I, I, I panicked, and then I froze. An adult came into the space and offered you three different toys, all of them equally good, and you could not figure out which one you wanted to play with next. I just started scrambling for all of them, <laughs> and therefore got none of them. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Yeah, so oh. that didn't go as planned. Well, I appreciate all three of those things. So I also ate a pumpkin horse treat the other day. I could have talked about that too. Oh, how was that? That was the fourth. I didn't see that toy at first. That was one that was in the back pocket. Right, back pocket. Right. Toy. After you scattered the others, <laughs> the adult right, I scattered them. the others, and I saw one small one laying over there, and thought, oh, but what about that one too? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Woo. I'm the. Uh, proverbial child with a proverbial marshmallow and i could not wait nope (laughs) (laughs) yes i guess we should go back to the big game yeah sorry no worries uh 
uh, Tom might be dry or he might be wet still. I don't know. There's some debate about this. He's he's moist. How about we'll settle with that? He's moist. All right. I'll give you damp to moist. Damp to moist. All right. So he's that. And then uh, the kids decide to go find Rachel, but they find out all the doors are locked. And the Tom's friend man says they are locked under Chapman's orders. And Tom whispers something to Chapman. Chapman tells the ref to blow the whistle and stops the game to make an announcement that there is a tornado warning. And just in case anyone thought he was lying, there's a faked radio report that will clear up any doubts. Can I, can I do just three points right here? Two MVPs and one point. Yes. MVP number one, the, uh, Tom's man friend who stood at the door and creepily never looked at any of the animals, just <laughs> stared blankly in front of him while he delivered his lines. Genius. Wow. <laughs> Two, when the whistle blew, one of the basketball players turned around like, what the fuck? Like an expression like a kid who's like, there was no illegal play here. What are you blowing the whistle for, ref? Are you like, yeah, just one of those kids. Beautiful, beautiful bit of acting there. <laughs> um, and then, the point that I have to make is what the fuck was Chapman's line delivery of? In case you don't believe us about the tornado warning, we have a recording here that we're going to play over the loudspeakers. Go ahead. What was that? I I mean, I was just kind of embellishing a little bit, but like, that's kind of how it went down. He was like, mm-hmm. there's a tornado warning. Here's a report. And then you hear the fucking pre-recorded voice, whatever, come through the loudspeakers. So it's like, like they googled that ten minutes beforehand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, no one even said like it's not even raining. What are you talking? Yeah, about? like if someone had contradicted him, I don't know. He had no repercussion. He couldn't have argued it. <laughs> like it was like more suspicious that he had that recording ready. He could have just said like, right. "Hey, there's a tornado warning," and then I'm assuming that most people would have believed him. Because they haven't been Probably. outside. I mean, although it is California, I'm not sure how common tornadoes are in California. I did wonder about that, too. Yeah. But then I just dismissed it. I was like, I don't know. This is like, I don't think they've explicitly stated yet where they are located. Yeah. That's true. I don't think they have. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they have. No. I don't think they have either. <sighs> there were definitely tornadoes in the day after tomorrow. The movie? Yeah. The movie with Dennis Quaid. The completely unrelated movie. There was tornadoes. <laughs> There's also tornadoes in Twister. Wait, really? Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. I wouldn't fucking lie to you about this. <laughs> you know what else? You know what, want to know another movie with tornadoes? Yeah, tell me all of them. Sharknado. Oh, that one has sharks and tornadoes, I heard. That one does have sharks, too. Are they in the tornado? Uh, in and about the tornado for sure. Okay. Because, like, I've only seen the cover of that movie, and I was like... Isn't there sharks in a tornado on the cover of that movie? Yeah, but, like, you know you know how sometimes covers are not representative of the movie within? So, like, maybe it's just, like, a flopping mass of sharks, but but they're just spinning in a cone, like, and there's no wind. It's just shark flops. (laughs) 
First of all, that would have been a thousand times better if it was a perfectly sunny, crystal clear day and there was just a cone of sharks spinning towards the beachgoers with no explanation at all. Much better movie. I, I put that forward. This is what we should do with that Sharknado 14 or whatever they're on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... It was absolutely a, a, just a screen cap from the movie. I've only seen 10 minutes of it. That's honestly all you need. <laughs> and yes. like the sharks coming in through the tornado, they're actually like, there's bad weather approaching. And then the sharks are just like crashing on people's cars, landing in the streets. <laughs> but like, like uh, they're on land. So like, what is the risk factor here? Like, I, like they seem to be able to like, chomp you from the air i think is uh but like is that really their number one priority if they're in a tornado they're probably just gonna be like oh what the fuck i'm not in the water i can't breathe oh what's going on and like oh these sharks are bloodthirsty okay so these are like i don't know if i'm making this up because again i've only seen 10 yeah. minutes of it and i wasn't super paying attention okay i think the premise was they were caught in this tornado for a long time and so were starving by the time they got to land. I see. And that was what made them man-eaters. But, like, how are they perpetuating themselves inside the tornado? Because tornadoes eventually dissipate? Not these tornadoes. And And I think the streets flood, too, and that maybe helps. Oh, the streets flooded. Oh, so they landed in the streets and then swam around killing people one of them landed on a car and one of them definitely chomped somebody from the air in the tornado i mean if a a fucking i'm assuming they're great white sharks if a great white shark lands on your car and you're in the car you're probably dead so like that's honestly the biggest risk factor for me instead of the chomping aspects right i'd be more worried about flying sharks hitting you another way they can kill you of the multitude of ways that (laughs) short tornado sharks have at their disposal (laughs) they're sandpapery skin they could rub up against you take away half your body is it just great whites or they're like hammerheads and like tiger sharks and shit i feel like there was like tiger sharks maybe but i don't think there were any hammerheads but we should watch this movie together okay yeah i have so many questions what if- and I only have 10 minutes of movie worth of answer. For <laughs> you can't you. answer all of my questions. What if, like, you get a really, like, chill tornado with, like, nurse sharks in it, which, like, don't attack people? And it's just like a. Well, that's just sad. It's just like a nice nurse shark tornado. They're just going to spew nurse sharks all over your town, and you're just going to have to pick up their dying corpses well, and hope you can get them back in the water. And t- that's a sad tornado. Oh, no. This is a that's bad That's a different tornado. type of movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, we're not going to greenlight that tornado, because sad. I do like the direction change, though. I feel like after they do all of, like, the horror movie flicks and, like, oh, no, this is, like, a horror and bloodshed and blah, 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 they should do, like, just a really emotional, emotional one about the nurse shark tornado and then really bonding with this nurse shark and, like, going on a massive adventure. This is just Free Willy the Shark, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) Free Willy the Shark tornado.
right, so we have to watch Sharknado, and I mean, yeah, that's an animal movie. We got an animal movie podcast coming up. That counts. It's not from the nineties, though. Whoa. Oh fuck! <laughs> Gotta watch that Barbie <laughs> thing too. That's right. That's that's like a twenty-five minute movie. Commitment. It's so short. <laughs> yeah, it's so short. Hey Barbie. Hey Barbie. <laughs> Happy birthday, Barbie. <laughs> Fucking children. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's a Sharknado coming to California. And sure. in order to not get killed by this Sharknado, they have to go in the very convenient tornado shelter in the basement of the school that they have for just such an occasion. He literally says that, that he did. we just so happen to have this thing that we need now. Um, and he directs the controllers to escort the students down there. And, uh, our kids are like, shit, we got to think of something fast. And then, uh, Tom taunts Chapman for a little bit while the controllers start hurting everybody down there. I mean, it's not like the shittiest plan ever to be like, oh, hey, there's a weather thing. We got to go into the basement. But like, yeah, it was just that like Chapman was so uncool about it. He was really uncool about it. Very uncool. Yeah, he just needed to like chill a little bit. He did. If he did half the work that he did, it would have been perfect. Yeah, he just he just went a little overboard, and I mean, that's fine. We can't all hit it the first time, but he was under a lot of pressure from Tom. Yeah, Tom's really just like like cramping his style. Yeah. Just really, like, putting the pressure on, being really, like, micromanaging and unreasonable. Yeah. And uh, there was no reason for Tom to be there either, so we could have still done that. He's still in the dungeon basement and still... There's no need for him to be up there harassing Chapman. It didn't add a single thing. That's very true, because I... Yeah, because, like, I feel like the next time we see him, he's back down in the yerk pool. Mm-hmm. So was he just, like, supervising, I guess? I would I would go as far as to say he's micromanaging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Annoyingly. Ugh. God. <laughs> People don't perform as well when you're breathing down their necks, Tom. Thank you. God. God, Tom. Let him fucking live. He's a strong, independent man. Do whatever he wants. <laughs> you don't need no York supervisor <laughs> named Tom. <laughs> uh, wow i never expected us to turn like this in this episode yeah <laughs> but here, we, here are. we are defending championing chapman champion chapman cowboy man that's right i was hoping he would lasso tom <laughs> hog tie him <laughs> and then run a horse around him oh wait he's afraid of horses because we've already oh uh, yeah and that's why he's maybe to a golf. stick horse though a stick oh that'd be cute Especially with his big cowboy boots. Oh my god, maybe he has like special cowboy boots that have a little tassel on them. I don't know. <laughs> little, little spurs. He might. Little spurs. I like the spurs Aww. that they do that like chink, chink every time he walks. Chink. Yeah. And then you could do the like and spin it. Oh, he... little cowboy man. <laughs> okay, anyways. Uh, okay, let's go to, let's go to the 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 lovebirds literally um rachel's outside she's yelling for tobias she can't fucking find this guy 
and well, she's not looking hard. She just looked up at the wall. She's the wa- least likely. Place. She's wandering aimlessly, just yelling Tobias into the night. Tobias, 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 Tobias. Which we've all done. Yeah, I understand. We've been here before. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um. And then she rounds the corner of the wall, and this was the perfect opportunity for a jump scare, but it just kind of fizzled out. Thank you! I thought the same thing! Like, I would have at least, like, jumped a little bit. I know Rachel's very brave and doesn't scream very easily, but, like, she just kind of, like, walked into him. She's like, oh, hey. (laughs) What, What would have been perfect? Jeff, cover your ears. Cover your delicate Jeff ears. What would have been perfect would have been he comes out from like the little alcove that he was in, grabs her, she jumps, turns, then they kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you can uncover your delicate ears now. <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah. And then we wouldn't have to have like. 10 14 fucking... minutes of awkward staring into oh, each other's awkward, eyes and then the most awkward hug imaginable. Hugging tension with the music rising and the, the close-ups and the looking... Oh my god. I would not have thought in a million years, oh, they're going to kiss, except for the fact that they had every music cue yes. leading me into every, it. Every, like... And then <laughs> every music, every trick in the book. Yes, every fucking visual and audio indicator that this was heading towards a makeout session and then it just they even unfocused the lens did you notice that oh they even god. did a little bit of a lens smear to soften it oh my god <laughs> i was <laughs> i had sound of music on yesterday while i was working oh and like that is the most like quintessential example of that they're like dancing and then there's like a shot yes. of julie and it's just like fuzzy soft like precious like adorable lighting and it's just so abrupt yep. and obvious and it's just like <laughs> this is what happened here. oh i can picture that scene so clear that's what i think of every time i see somebody use one of those soft lens tricks yeah. i'm like sound of music <sighs> da, 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 da. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, love it. I I loved it too, it's... right up until like they gave every single indication. Like you have spent thirty, forty, sixty years, whatever, of movie making history, yeah. setting these cues for me. Yep, and they lined them all up. Yep, and then they missed. <laughs> yep, a swing and a miss. And they have. They had the most awkward hug of all time. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the characters on the show also heard and saw all of the audio and visual cues and they were like, we're hugging? Maybe. Maybe they were supposed to kiss in the script and then the actors were like, mm, I don't know Ooh. though. But would we? Like, would we in this moment? I don't think we would. And they were like, I feel like Rachel would maybe instigate it, but Tobias would not at all. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to, like, book accurate characters and not the actors and yeah. actresses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, instead, we got whatever the fuck it was we saw. Yep. Yep. Well. This one wasn't too, like, this one was like, okay, that was weird, but, like, moving right along. The next one was way worse. 
Oh my god, the next one was egregious. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So, yeah, Christopher, 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 Christopher's here. Rachel's seemingly okay with it. What pissed me off is that, like, she's like, okay, what happened? And he's like, yeah, I'm still a hawk and I can only be human for two hours at a time. And she's like, oh. And he's like, don't be sorry. And it's like, she didn't even say she was sorry. I, oh my God, I totally thought she did and I missed it. No. I was like, oh, I wasn't listening closely. No, she never said anything. She just said, oh. oh. And then he's like, sorry, don't be sorry, Rachel. See, this is this is what happens when you film in Canada. <laughs> don't be sorry. It's implied. The story's implied. <laughs> I just assumed it was anyways. <laughs> As a Canadian, I, I was like, I of course you apologize. Say sorry, you know, I'm sorry. I can communicate my sorry with simply a look. <laughs> of course. It's the the expression we give each other when we're <sighs> saying sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what a good dunk on Canadians. I don't know why I'm dunking on Canadians. My own people. Your own people. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like, the only somewhat redeeming part of this was that, like, he was being, like, he was trying to be upbeat about it. He's like, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I'll have, like, a two-hour vacation. And, like, I can, you know, still visit my old life. And, he, like, his voice was kind of, like, wavering a little bit. And I really liked that. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Yeah. And, like, right at, I think right after that is when Rachel says something like, do you know what you're giving yeah. up, though, by not becoming a human? Not like, because she asked about what if you yeah. stay as your human morph. He's like, I can't morph and we have to fight, blah, blah, blah. Very Tobias. But, like, I, as much as the actors were doing a great job with this, I really wanted Tobias in this moment when she's like, do you know what you're giving up? I want him to be like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It definitely, like, well, in the show, he's not, I feel like he's not really making it clear that he is really okay with being a hawk. Like, he said it, like, once or twice, but mm-hmm. we're not really exploring that aspect of his humanity. And in the show, I feel like they're making it really look like this is such a huge detriment to him and he really will miss his old life as a human. Right. But like in the books, like there's obviously some like back and forth on that, but ultimately like the emphasis is really on like my old life was pretty shitty. So. Yeah. Or even like if he had said, like if his next line had been something like, I'm giving up so much more by not being a hawk. Yeah. Like, somebody yeah. to say, like, I, this part of my life is is huge to me and very important, yeah. if not, like, just as, if not more so important than being a human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... He didn't say that. <laughs> well, and I was, I of course, like, because the, the film was leading me to believe that this was going to be a romantic moment... I read it as, like, do you know what you're giving up? Meaning, like, you are giving up the chance for us to be together. And he kind of says, like, yeah, I do. Like, I, I realize that this sucks that we can't be together, but this is what I got to do. So that's where I was interpreting it. But I don't think that was necessarily correct because of reasons. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't know. It doesn't... I didn't really read it like that because it seemed like such an abrupt shift. I kind of forgot about the whole romantic thing two seconds prior. Because <laughs> it was it was such an abrupt shift into, okay, now, like, report. Tell me what happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
okay, now we're doing something different. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I was just being led down this path, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll come with you. All right. I'm not resisting. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe I just read it as romantic because of the meta, what we know about Tobias and Rachel from the book lore. I mean, I think you could have read it as romantic because it was set up as romantic 30 seconds prior. Yeah. So I don't think you're at fault for this <laughs> at all. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, like, there's no way his his human life was so shitty. Like, I don't see any other way to interpret that. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it would have, now that we've kind of explored it a little bit, my first reaction, too, is, like, his human life was so shitty. But I, I really like the idea of him talking about how much he wants to be able to stay as a hawk, how he can't give up being a hawk. That would have been yeah a really interesting thing to, like, bring into the TV show. Like, another angle. Yeah. And that would have been interesting for, like, Rachel to have to kind of come to terms with during this whole yeah thing. And you can't say that the showrunners didn't have that pre-existing thing to play with. Right. Because they, they did. did. They super did. And they chose not to for some reason, which, you know, whatever. It's not the most egregious mm-hmm. thing that they've done. If they wanted to take Tobias's character in a different direction, that's fine. Yeah, that is fine. Anyway, they... Don't make out and then go back to the gym. Yep. <laughs> and Chapman pokes his head out the window and realizes the disc is gone. How can this have happened? <laughs> you fucking Ooh, Chapman. Chapman, no. You couldn't have picked a worse, worse hiding spot. You really good. If you tried, you couldn't have picked a worse hiding spot. Oh my god. You idiot. Uh, Back in the York pool, Jake is watching as Tom bullies the controller guy into turning the biofilter back on because people are coming down now. (laughs) And then uh, Jake sees the morphic sensor goes off and he's like, okay, it's showtime. And he starts morphing into a reptile of some sort. Yeah, (laughs) not iguana. (laughs) Something reptilian in nature. Um, Rachel and Tobias head back to the school. It is locked. They're like, oh shit, they must like have started bringing people down there. Tobias has- I can't believe you just glossed over the sick jump. Oh, this is where the sick jump- I'm sorry. I was like, I was so mad at this episode. I was really just trying to like paraphrase a lot of it. But yeah. No, that's totally fine. I just think it's worth calling out that the steps up to the front doors of the school that we've seen a thousand times (laughs) that we know the railings are like only 10 feet long on the steps- both Rachel and Tobias did a sick jump over the railing instead of walking one foot further to the left and around. Rec- if I'm recalling correctly, Rachel did the jump first. Tobias kind of saw her, hesitated, and then decided to do it too. Absolutely. <laughs> you remember that absolutely okay. correctly. And he was kind of like, this seems unnecessary. But all right. I wish, <laughs> I wish Tobias had like taken a running leap and just like soared over it like a bird. I wish that he had watched her do it, hesitated, and then walked around calmly. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Either one of these would have been fantastic. <laughs> he, could, he could really go home out of left field and like limbo under it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where do you put your hands on it and, like, swing under? Uh, I meant, like, just, like, actually, like, try to limbo, like, without your hands and just, like... No, I agree with that. I was giving you another option. Okay. I wanted you to, to have another... Sorry. 
Um, no, sorry. there's a TikTok, I think, of like there's there's like a gate and like the first guy like does a really cool flip over it. The second person like ducks under it limbo style. The third person like like does like a, a stripper pole like split over it. And then the fourth person just like walks around it. So I was definitely getting vibes <laughs> of that going on in here. Oh, Oh man, if this had been, if we had somehow gotten Marco into this mix, that absolutely would have happened. <laughs> uh. Just like does a handstand on it. <laughs> I'm so fucking buff. I've seen how good he is at doing fake cartwheel flip falls, so Ooh. I would expect a lot from him. Damn. Any of these. Any of these is an option. Yeah, <laughs> pick any. They're all yours. They're all applicable. Yep. Um, so yeah, they do sweet flips over the, the railing. It's very impressive. Uh, Jake's an iguana. He's following Tom. Tom says some shit to his controller friends, presses a button on the wall. Jake follows him and we see Tom's, Tom's feet from Jake's perspective. Tom goes into a room, very sneaky like, and then he steps out at the last second and he says, gotcha. And Jake is trapped. Dun, dun, dun. It's a really fast iguana. Uh, the next thing in my notes is Tom monologues and the dialogue is bad. Like, I did not write down what he yeah. said. He just fucking monologues. It didn't matter. I listened to it. I couldn't tell you a single word he said. Yeah. Just kind of the standard fare, like, Hi, oh, I've got you. I'm so great. And then let me recap the last episode for you about the special Yorks. And I don't fuck. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does mention that. You found our greatest weakness was the Kandrona. Well, now we don't need that anymore. Yeah. We'll use this new weapon to take over your puny planet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, it's a blah, fucking, blah. Yeah. yeah. Exposition, boring. yeah. Uh, whatever, he locks the door and sets somebody to guard it. Um, Tobias and Rachel have just opened a cellar door to a basement. Rachel asks, where are you taking me? Which, like, doesn't seem like the right thing to ask in that moment. It seemed very much like, I had this moment of like, is Tobias the bad guy now? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you say, where are you taking me when you are like either going on a date and you're like, oh, where are you taking me? Or you're being kidnapped and like, oh God, where are you taking me? This was like, we are together trying to find a way into the thing. So she should have said like, where are we going? What? Sorry? She should have said that. Yeah. I usually reverse the tones of that between date and date. <laughs> Where are you taking me? <laughs> I get kidnapped. Where are you taking me? Oh my me? god. I get, Where are you taking we're me? We're going on a date. Where are you taking me? <laughs> to each their own, I guess. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, no, it, it was fucking weird. You're right. She should have said, where are we going? Yeah. And then he explains it wonderfully right afterwards. Yeah. 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 He found entrances to the Yerk pool and he was a hawk. And this is one of them. And we have to get inside. And Rachel's like, we can't. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I feel like the last several episodes, she's just been poo-pooing on everyone's ideas. Like one of the boys will suggest something and she'll just be like, no, we can't do that. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem like her. Nope. Like, she's, she's usually the one that's like, hey, let's go in and fucking smash shit. And then everyone has to put down her ideas because they're very yep. aggressive. But in, the, in this show, she is playing the role of I am the sensible one and I'm going to 
just shit on everyone's parade. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. And it's been happening for a long time, and I don't like it. Yep, I agree. Especially because Cassie also does that, and it kind of just seems like it's the two of them, like, ganging up. Although, Axe, too, I feel like. Same. There was another episode recently where, where they were trying to figure out shit, and Axe was like, hey, but this thing, and they were like, shut up, Axe, you're being such a negative Nelly over there. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, Tobias is like, I have a, I have an idea, and he pulls out the disc, and he tells her to touch the disc, and she's like, okay, but what the fuck am I doing? And he's like, I don't know, I don't really know how it works, but, uh, you should be able to now become a yerk because the DNA pattern was on the disc. What? Sorry? What? At this point, it was like, here's our magic relic where we will pull out the perfect thing every time, even if we don't quite know what it is. Fucking God. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And this was where I really started to see that, like, (laughs) this disc thing, it's already too big. But this is the point where it, like, really crosses a line for me where it's like, yeah, why are they trying to make this the biggest character in the show? Yeah. Like, when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, no wonder Michael Grant fucking hates this disc. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sure he hates it for other reasons, but, like, yeah. Yep, fucking hated that. Deus Ex Machina, Disc of Doom. Yep. And this was also th- the second kiss fake out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was that was going to be my next note. This is when the, the music builds and and the camera is fuzzy and... They keep cutting closer and closer and closer onto their faces, and there's lots of pausing and and glances into each other's eyes, and then glance away, and and oh my god, I was like, they have to make out, they're gonna make out right now, and then they fucking don't. It's it's even worse than that because it's like they're gonna make out, they have to make out, they're about to kiss, and then Tobias whispers those words that every woman wants to hear right before she's kissed, and that was more for your can get in my head. <laughs> Free dating advice to all of you guys out there. <laughs> and girls, fuck Damn. it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Wow, so- Yep. Oh, man. Oof. He knows how to pick up the chicks. Oh, yeah. Ladies, man. Christopher, 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 Christopher. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, Muffy, you get my oh, head, baby. baby. Suck on my brain. Wrap yourself around my brain. Get into my deep crevices. Anyway. Want to read my thoughts? They're all dirty. <laughs> I don't know what this voice is. <laughs> you sound like Morgan Freeman there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um Yeah, Rachel starts morphing, camera cuts away before we can see what. Jake morphs back into a boy man. Uh and we see Christopher times four walking down the hallway, and Rachel is thought speaking, and she's freaking out, and he tells her to stay calm. Um, they are stopped by the controller guy, and the guy's like, who, who the fuck are you? What are you doing down here? Tobias lies his way in and says he's acting under Visser 1's orders, so you can't get him, because he's acting under the, the top boss. Um, the guy scans him with his yerk sensor, 
He tests positive and he lets Tobias go. I was super hoping for like some sort of power struggle between the two where like not that Rachel would like want to control him, but like she'd jump into action and like accidentally like take like I really wanted to see like a kind of dichotomy there and it just did not did not play at all. Yeah, nope, she's just a prop to assist the man in the quest. And also, yep. she's freaking out and yeah. being very vocal about it, which also doesn't seem like Rachel. Yeah, like maybe very out of character. Yeah, like maybe she's like claustrophobic or something. Like Maybe you can make that argument. I don't know. I think it... Would have made more sense for Tobias to, to be the yerk, to be the yerk. But then, like, I also get like why, production-wise, like you just got Tobias's body back, so like you want to keep that character on screen and like have Rachel like do the voice act. Like, I can see yeah. television-wise why you wanted to make that decision. <laughs> so maybe Christopher, 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 Christopher was cheaper than than Brooke. <laughs> Uh, they still had to pay her to get in the sound booth, though. So. That's true. Whereas Christopher was already in there recording his bird lines and could have just thrown in a few more. So did they really save at the end of the day? <laughs> also, aren't they just contracted for like a certain amount every time they're on there? I don't know how that works. They're not like paid by the hour. I, I feel like they're paid by like the episode. I don't know for sure. Yeah, but it's like a contracted number. Yeah. Because isn't that like, I feel like that's what I always read. Like, so-and-so is contracted for like $70,000 an episode. And so this is going to run for X episodes. And they're trying to get their contract boosted to more and blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. I feel like I read a lot about that. And they like, it's X amount of dollars per thing. Okay. Maybe maybe that's why this show has no budget. They blew it all on the actors. They blew it all on Brooke. She <laughs> was just paid so much money and finally they're like, God, we gotta we gotta get Brooke in the back seat. We cannot keep the show going if we have to keep paying oh her, her eighty thousand dollars an episode. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. If you know how actors are paid, write us anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. I could Google it, but there's no there's no fun in that. <laughs> we would rather be told. I'd rather be told by you, audience. Yes. Please. Please. Um, okay, are you ready for some dialogue crimes? Yeah. Okay. So Always. Jake's Jake's trapped in that room looking for a way out. Tobias relieves the guard watching him of his duties by complimenting him about how big and strong he is. Um, basically he's like, there's a fight upstairs and I can't go because I'm, I'm so much smaller and weaker than you. And the guy's like, oh, okay, be careful. (laughs) Um, and Tobias walks up to the door that Jake is, is trapped in and he says out loud, hey, Jake, it's Tobias and Rachel. We're outside. And there's no response. (laughs) What? Thick door. Yeah, he says it to a thick door. To a, Sorry. Yeah, to a thick soundproof door. Jake can't fucking hear. Yeah. No response. Um, Rachel's like, he probably can't hear. You should try thought speech. And Tobias then thought speaks, Jake. That's all he says is Jake. And Jake responds, Rachel. 
Yes. Who wrote this? I don't know. And also, why couldn't Rachel not speak? (laughs) She could (laughs) have. Was the implication that Rachel said to both of them, you should try thought speak. And then Tobias said Jake. And then Jake said Rachel and Jake, because that was the order they spoke in. Because that's the only way this makes sense. But then why would Rachel do that? Or Jake assumed that because Tobias was here, Rachel is also here because they're peas in a pod or something. I don't know. They're besties. They never do anything alone. Maybe Tobias and Rachel have a very similar thought speech sound voice head. Oh my God. That would be so fucking funny. If like (laughs) in real life, they had two very different voices, but in thought speech, it was, they were very similar and he got them confused. (laughs) And I would like to imagine Tobias's voice was almost the same. And Rachel's became very. (laughs) Hey Jake, it's Rachel. Hey Jake. Jake. I mean, I don't think Christopher's voice is super low, but it. I just think that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember in the books if they really got into, like, what thought speech sounds like. Because it doesn't sound... Like, it's not an audio right. thing. It's just, like, a... Feels yeah, thing. a head feel. <gasps> they feel similarly in my head. <laughs> Uh, oh what if oh man what if it was really like a sensory thing like where everybody had kind of a different like like if if somebody talked to you and you kind of get like that like floaty head drunk feeling and another person was like like nails on a chalkboard and stuff like what if oh man well okay now i am back to loving this because (laughs) and by loving this i mean loving this scene because what if that's exactly why he knew Rachel was there? Because she was in Tobias's oh. head. So when he was thought speaking, she was there too. And he felt like he, it was like, oh, they're both here. I can feel it. Oh, that's cute. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh. Fan theoried our ways, ourselves into a corner. We dug our way out of this hole. That's like right. a Chilean miner <laughs> rising like a Chilean miner rising. That's my favorite thing of all time. Well, somehow Jake knows they're both there, and he's like, "Get me out, though!" And they can't hear him shouting. Um, and they are like, "Oh, we gotta go because the controllers are are coming." Um, but we'll be back for you. Uh, then there's a scene where Tom's buddy is getting people into the York pool, including Cassie, X, and Marco. And then Visitor 3 is having another Zoom call with Tom. And he's like, did you unlock my disc? And Tom's like, no, but our tornado drill is going well. And Visitor 3 is like, okay, I guess that's good news. You're going to get your promotion. Yay. And Tom's like, but wait, I have more good news. And he starts opening his backpack. And then we cut back to Cassie, X, and Marco, and they're down in the York pool. And the controller guy is like, I'm going to take you all one at a time. And he grabs somebody ahead of them. And he just, like, leaves them unattended, which is yeah. seems smart. It's fine. Um, Axe is like, hey, they're not infesting people from the pool. 
And then Cassie's like, oh my god, it's Tobias! And Marco's first thought is, how did he get down here? And Cassie says, he's in human form! And I kind of feel like those two questions should have been switched around, but okay. I I don't know. I feel like that makes sense. Like, how did he get down here as a bird? He's in human form. That kind of makes sense. Oh, so like maybe Marco didn't see him right away? Like... Right. And so Marco was like looking around for a bird. Like, wait, how the fuck did he get Oh, uh, okay. 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 That makes sense. I like how that. How did a bird fly down here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, I can... That's what I took away from it. <laughs> okay. I can buy that. I thought they like all spotted him at the same time. And then Marco was just like, how did he get down here? Also, why is he a person now? <laughs> like. Oh. <laughs> ugh. Yeah, that would be fucking stupid if that was the, the order of operation. It could be funny if they played it up for giggles, but they kind of didn't. They were just playing it Fancy normal. meeting you here, Tobias. Christopher, Chris Tobias? Christopher, 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 Christopher. <laughs> what are you doing down here this year, cool? Oh Such a goof. You goofball. <laughs> You're so silly. Also, Marco would know how they got him down there as a bird because they got him down there as a bird on the, the episode <laughs> where they squeezed him through the hole. Whatever. Yep. They shoved him into a hole and dragged him in there. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Jesus. Poor Tobias. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Marco was just asking the question we were all asking in that episode. <laughs> how the fuck did you get a bird down here? <laughs> How did we do that like 10 episodes ago? It's been so long, I can barely remember. <laughs> anyway, they're all astounded. And then they're like, hang on, he's helping direct people into the tunnel. That's very suspicious. Um, and then controller guy comes back, grabs another random person. Cassie once again says, where's Rachel? Axe Where says she's probably safe outside. Where are the drugs? And Marco's like, well, fuck, if they've got Tobias, it's all over and we're dead. Yay! And I feel like there wasn't enough gravity given to that realization in the moment. Yeah. Should have been a, like, a fast pan onto their horrified faces and then cut to black. Yeah. Like, Like, that should have been the cliffhanger of the episode instead of what it was. Yeah. Like, if he... As, although we we know he wasn't turned, so I guess that's not really a cliffhanger for us. It's yeah. for them. So I guess that doesn't make any sense. I but, take that back. But, well, they would have had to rework the whole episode. Oh, well. Uh. I mean, I don't think that reworking the entire episode is the worst idea. <laughs> that's not the worst idea you've had. Yeah. Back with Visitor 3. Um, he's yelling at Tom, who's taking forever digging around his backpack. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Tom's like, oh, I, I captured an Andalite. And Visitor 3 asks him yet again if Tom has unlocked the disc yet. You literally just asked him that like a second ago. I am screaming. He's like an annoying child. Have you unlocked the disc yet? How about Have now? you unlocked the disc yet? How about, How about now? now? How about now? How about now? Is the disc yet? yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> like, we have other shit to do, Visitor 3, than play with your fucking disc, bruh. Bruh. We have an Andalite. We have 40 new controllers, maybe. Uh, fucking <sighs> We're getting shit done, my friend. The disc is our priority right now. We don't have time to play with your toys. We're busy. <laughs> the adults are busy. <laughs> the adults in the room are talking, Visitor. Please sit in the corner and wait for us to be done. <laughs> Shut up, Mokuba. Mommy and Daddy are talking. 
Sorry, sorry. Uh. <laughs> I wish he had a turn to and said that. Shut up, Wizard 3. Mommy and Daddy are talking. <laughs> oh my goddamn mind. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> uh. Okay, honey. The okay. adults are talking now. Okay, honey. Go play with your toes. Very nice, honey. Yeah, very cool disc. <laughs> God. Well, okay, so, like, honestly, this is, like, going to be terrible, but, like, Tom's like, no, I haven't unlocked the discs, and the Andalites are tricky. Um, I'm going to infest one, and I, I wondered if you wanted to come watch. And Visitor 3 is like, Fuck you! Unlock my disc! And hangs up, and I was like, find the votes! Oh, God. That's... uh, Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep, What a weird fucking question, though. I'm gonna infest the Andalite. Do you want to come watch? Yeah! Could you ask that in a worse way, though? (laughs) God, that's so creepy. I don't know. Maybe it was like, hey, Dad, you want to come watch my baseball game? It's gonna be really cool, maybe. Did you unlock my disc yet? Then I don't want to see you play baseball. Go away, Timmy. <laughs> Go away, Timmy. I guess Tommy would have made more sense in this exact instance, but whatever. <laughs> Who cares? All little boys are named Timmy. Or Tommy. Or Joe. Or Joe? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a little kid's name. I'm sorry. Or Continue Larry. On. Or Mo. Or Curly. Or Ronald. Or Steven. Or Costello. <laughs> or Steven. <laughs> or Jeremy. Or Paul. <laughs> we could just keep could just keep naming just man naming names. names. <laughs> Ken. Sean. David. Ew, David. Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Five Absolutely ducks that are all named no Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely zero Gregs. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Hang on, we've got some more dialogue crimes to, to Okay, commit. sorry. Okay, so usually I sum up the dialogue, but I have to read this one, like, yes. pretty close, because I was so fucking mad by it. Alright, so, Marco walks up to Tobias, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, did you sell us out for getting your body back? And Tobias yells at him to get back in line. And then he drags him around the corner and he's like, Marco, it's me. I'm not a controller. Marco's like, prove it. And Rachel says, Marco, it's true. Tobias is not a controller. Tobias explains that he had to pretend to be a controller. Marco's like, how did you do that? Rachel says, he has a yerk in his head. Marco's like, where's Rachel? Rachel says, I'm the yerk in his head. Marco grabs Tobias's face and is like, let me see. Tobias pulls out the disc and says, I have the disc. <laughs> and he explains that he got his body back through that. And Rachel morphed the yerk so they could sneak into the pool. And Marco's like, awesome. Like, we already fucking know. You could have cut this entire sequence. You could have had Tobias I... just be like, Marco, Rachel's a yerk. She's in my head. It was the magic disc. I'll explain later. Like, that's I all you had to do. Did I did, though need to see Marco grab Tobias's head and do that. That was very funny. Let me see. Let me see. That that where it should have gone from there is, dude, you know you can't see into my brain in my from my ear canal. You're not a fucking idiot. And then move right along. 
Yeah, this was very, very bad. Mm. He, like, grabs him by the chin and, like, yanks his head forward, like, let me see. Like, it was hilarious. Full intention of sticking his eyeball into Vice's ear, trying to see Rachel. I loved it. I love that so much. And, like, I just, I, part of the reason I loved it is because Marco hasn't seen Tobias in human form since the Elemis thing happened and, like, since way before that. And his first intention is not to be like, how are you a dude again? It's like, let me see in your ear canal. (laughs) Like, no qualms about grabbing this guy by the face that he hasn't seen in God knows how long. Okay, I do like it a lot better now that you put it like Because <laughs> if you read it more as, like, Marco is a child that's like, oh, that sounds awesome, I want to see, and just, like, impulsively right. grabs his head. Like, that's kind of amazing. It is so funny. I loved that so much. I kind of, like, the rest of the dialogue was absolute dog shit. But, like, right. that part was funny enough for me that I'm like, okay, I love this. Oh, my God. Like, Marco's already, he's listened to this. He's already put two and two together, and he's on board, and he knows that they're legit. And he just, like, completely bypasses the rest of it. And it's just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do <laughs> love like, that. I love not that. Not like, welcome back. Not like, how did you, like, nice to see you as a dude again. Just, let me see your ear. I want to see Rachel's a yerk. Rachel, come out of his ear so I can see. Yeah. I want to see. God, it's my turn. Let me see it. Infest me next. That would have been optimal time for some banter between Marco and Rachel as well. Oh, but... yeah. But Rachel doesn't have a personality anymore. That's right. So, I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. She's she's just there to be a prop and mm-hmm. and a person who shoots down all the ideas. Of course. Just like all women. Just such a bummer at all times. We must walk behind the man. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving this room. Uh, <laughs> after the shit show that was that conversation, um, uh, Marco and Tobias point out that Axe and Cassie are next in line to get infested. The controller comes by and grabs Cassie, and she yells for Axe, and Axe starts trying to, like, fight this guy, and he fails horribly, and then the controller just basically, like, picks them up and marches them away, and they both give up fighting immediately, and so Tobias and Marco do nothing. (laughs) The the speed in which they absolutely gave up was astounding. Oh my god. God. Like, this was one dude, and he literally just put an arm around each of them, and they're like, oh, got us. I'm trapped. <laughs> I'm trapped. I, I can, my shoulder movement is slightly impeded, so I think I'm trapped now. Yeah. Well, he, like, wraps his arm around Paulo's middle, leaving his arms <laughs> exposed, and Paulo just kind of, like, shuffles along. <laughs> like, dude, try harder. Ugh. <laughs> uh... Oh my god. I wonder how the actors felt about that. If they're like... Probably not good. Yeah, because it's like, well, we could still fight back, though, but we're just, like, not going to, I guess? Okay. I really hope they fix this in post. Oh my god. Uh. Alright, almost done. Uh, Tom is outside the room that Jake is in, and he tells the other controllers that the Andalites stole his disc. Um, inside, Jake has taken off his belt and he's trying to smash the 
light bulb in the room, which is the only source of light. I thought you were going to say patriarchy. <laughs> trying to smash the patriarchy. With his belt. <laughs> Good job, Jake. So sorry. No, it's I'm great. So I love that. <laughs> now I need to draw a picture of Jake whipping his belt around that says smash the patriarchy. <laughs> Please do that. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. He smashes smashes a patriarchy light bulb and the room goes dark. And Tom sticks his head in there and he says if you sneaky Andalite try to sneak out in a small form, my compatriots will suck you up in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> and then a second later, he says, come out, and my compatriots will also shoot you if you move. Like, what, what the fuck is it then? Yeah, this is... He was giving conflicting information. <laughs> it was... Show yourself, stop hiding, don't morph anything small, we'll suck you up, come out, if you move, we'll shoot you, I'm coming in, don't move. Oh my, like, this would have been really funny if this was a comedy, because then Jake would have been like, well, which is it then? Yeah. But it wasn't, it was just... Confusing. Confusing. Um, and then Tom, like walks partway into the room and he's like oh he's in his human form even though it's pitch dark and how the fuck do you know Ugh. so he goes the rest of the way in the room and then visitor three shows up and he's like what the fuck is going on in here and he sees that there are two toms and visitor three's like which one is the real 335 to which they both respond i'm the real 335 i'm spartacus and that's the end yep that was a cliffhanger. Uh, just have him step... Okay, so when Scott saw this, he was like, why don't they just shine one of the lights in there? And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, they're holding lights. I'm just a bird. I don't know, man. I'm just a bird. <laughs> and then it's like, just look at the clothes he's wearing. I mean, I guess they morph clothes in the TV show, but like, just look at the clothes he's wearing. Were the, the ones he was wearing when he walked into the room? No? Guess we know who the real Tom is, but <laughs> but the rules of the TV show are that if you acquire a human morph, you also acquire everything they're wearing, including a wristwatch. All of their extremely baggy clothes. The oh. rules of the TV show were also you can't acquire a human, so that's true. Oh my god! We just retconning that or what? I guess maybe Marco just maybe Marco is allergic. To human morphs. That would be extremely funny. Like, Marco's <laughs> allergic to all of humanity. <laughs> Me too. I get that. Yeah, same. <laughs> Big same though, right Marco. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, That's a good point. I did not think of that. The fact that... Yeah. I don't even know why it came up in my mind. It's been so long since I've... Yeah, it's fine. it. <laughs> One week's a long time. Okay. <laughs> we already, We've already done been here. Naked Ladies. We can't. In excess. We can't do this again. We no, can't we keep cannot. doing this. We can't. <laughs> Shrimp heaven. No. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, this is the episode. Yep. I can see why I thought it was much better than you did, because I feel like as we went through the scenes, I was like, oh, I read that totally differently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I was so just, I see now. I just was so mad at so much of the dialogue. I mean, yeah, that was me with last week's episode for sure. I was enraged. Yeah, I think last week I was just so like mentally dead that I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm writing everything down. All right, let's go talk about it. And this week I'm I'm a little more sharp, and I was just like, what the fuck? Who wrote this? <laughs> for me, they threw in Rachel and Tobias in front of me, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll go with this. All right. No, it wasn't a good episode, but like I thought it was better than last week's. Mm-hmm. But I can totally see why you would hate it more. Because if I was reading the scenarios like similarly to how you were, I would think this was a very terrible, terrible episode. But I just read them totally differently. I honestly think it was just like my overall mood between last week That's and this fair. week. I don't know. I, it was external circumstances. Both the episodes were not good. <laughs> like, I think the... Like, it, it averages out to net zero in terms of, of quality yeah. here. I don't think this is on us. <laughs> no, this is not our fault or responsibility. Right. Uh, I And again, this one is the second part of a three-parter. And yeah. it's gonna be a little weird regardless. So... Something we didn't say during the David trilogy. Just saying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my All God. right. Let's talk about our chillins. Chillins. Let's talk about Shake. The babies. The babies. It's fine. He was fine. He's just sneaking around. Like solid he smashed stuff. the patriarchy, so he gets a five from me. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> God. (laughs) Oh shit. Fuck. (laughs) I I mean we barely saw Sean, honestly. Yeah. He morphed. He morphed. We saw him morph, we saw him spying, but like he really wasn't in this episode all that much. Really wasn't. Well, I guess five. We did good. Yeah, fives. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Brooke slash Rachel. <sighs> I don't like what they're doing with Rachel's character. I hate what they're doing with her character. Uh, I don't know. And I feel like it's a really kind of old stereotype where. The boys are the one that have, like, the outrageous ideas and personalities. And the girls are just kind of there to just, like, calm everybody down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, though. What was great about Rachel is that she had a really bold and, like, big personality. Like, mm-hmm. and she defied all sorts of, like, stereotypes. So, like, what the fuck are you doing, right. show? <sighs> yep. And they're like, let's just take that and set her back about 15 years. Call it a day. Women don't need opinions. 
They just need to shoot down what the men say. Ha ha ha. There are the emotional right, boys. centers. The good old boys club. <laughs> but they can't run for president because their hormones will make them too emotional. Right. And they... When you bleed once a month, you don't have enough blood for your brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why we smash the patriarchy. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, Brooke did great. Brooke is fine. Brooke is just fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's talk about Tobias and Christopher, 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 Christopher. Christopher. Christopher does whatever Christopher can. He's not a bird anymore. He's a boy man. Boy man. Boy man. Here comes a boy man. He's a man boy. He's a man man boy. <laughs> he's a bird man. Da, 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 he's a da, bird. Da, da. He's a plane. No, he's just a boy. He's a pebble. <laughs> uh, well, he's he's his role is growing on the show a little bit. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. And it was good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, no complaints. I don't think. I mean, I just don't think the actors are doing anything wrong. Yeah. It's like everything that's wrong is on other shit yeah. that's happening to them. They're all just good. They're, <sighs> they're all good. just doing their best with what they're given. Doing their best. With things. Um, yeah. So, five? Yeah. Five. Five. All right. Let's talk about Cassie. Let's talk about Cassie. Let's talk about you Slash Nadia. Me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 uh, I also feel like they are sidelining her a little bit. They are sidelining her a ton. Yeah. And, like, even the line that she had in, like, it stood out really starkly to me when they were in the gymnasium, like, in that second scene. Where's Rachel? She had a line that was just, like, tacked onto the script that didn't need to be there. It's like, oh, you're just giving her something to say. Like, yeah. You're not even acknowledging her as an individual character. All right. Yeah. But she did Batman a couple of times. Mm Mm-hmm. Where's Rachel? Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Nadia gets a five from me. Yes. Of course. Agree. Of course. <sighs> Alright, let's talk about Boris. Boris, 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 Boris. Like touching my keyboard. He gets a five for grabbing Christopher's face <laughs> and trying to look in his ear. Yes. Funniest thing. Uh, so just good. Love it. Just love it so much. <laughs> also, they were they were like I don't know, kind of buddy. When after Tobias explained himself, and, mm-hmm. and Mark was like, "Oh man, that's that's really cool. Like you pulled a fast one on Congrats. me. Congrats! <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Ah, <clears throat> that is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he gets a five for me. Will, Boris always gets a five. He'll for never me. not get a five. He'll never not get a five. He's a wonderful person. 
All right. Axe slash Paolo. Axie boy. Also pretty downplayed in this episode. Yeah. I mean, he really he really had some moments to shine in the last episode, so maybe they were just like, all right, we're going to give other people a chance to play in space. Yeah, we're going to give Tom this fucking dialogue. Oh, my God. Oh. Again, I think I just don't like these episodes as much because they're very Tom-focused. <laughs> I just don't want to. Yeah, I just don't like Tom. Ugh, yeah. Um, well... Uh, Axe tried to, uh, do a thing by fighting a person. (laughs) (laughs) He did his best. He did badly. He made an effort. A for effort, buddy. He He tried to be a nice, a nice friend and protect your friend from getting infested. But then you just kind of gave up. (laughs) Yep. Now, now, if we explored in the next episode where he felt ashamed at... The fact that he didn't fight harder and he felt cowardly, a la the, the, that one book that we talked about that in, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... That would gonna... be interesting. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the arc, but you know what? Let's, let's hold out hope for it. Okay. As if we're going to get anything but incredible disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> don't fill me up, buttercup, just to let me down and mess me around. <laughs> Anyway, fives. Yeah, Polly gets a five. All the kids get fives because they're all good except for Tom. Tom gets a zero. Zero. Well, any last thoughts? I don't think so. Go away. Go watch some Warhorse. All right, I will. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got a plug first, I guess. Uh, fucking hell. Right. Jesus Christ. Jesus. All right, audience. If you know how actors and actresses are paid, send that to anonymousanimors at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, which is just Anniverse Anonymous, or you can find our super secret, super awesome subgroup, which is facebook.com slash group slash Anniverse Anonymous. Um, you can come talk to me on Twitter at Anniverse Anon or on InstaSlam at Anniverse Anonymous. Or... Or, 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 or you can say fuck all of that and come talk to us on a Discord server. What? Uh huh. Yeah. And not only can you talk to us, you can talk to other people that are also Animorphs fans. And and if you don't want to talk about Animorphs, but you still want to talk to other people, we also talk about like other shit, like animals and X Men. And that's it. <laughs> um, if you and if you want the link to that, you can hit us up on any of our socials or email us. We'll get you the link. And sometimes we post the link in the fan page, Andalite Bandalites, just for funsies. So yeah, and we see who we can pick up into our scheme. <laughs> yeah, and like I know we plug the X Men channel like I think an inordinate <laughs> amount, just... but like. Holy shit. I don't know if you read through the entire conversation this morning, but a conversation happened last night after I went to bed. I could Because I'm a child. <laughs> How dare you oh go to bed? Oh my god. I know. I feel like that sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll be like, geez, I miss so much. But it was seriously just like a master class in comic book history. Whoa. And it was very fucking cool. Whoa. So, we have some... 
pretty knowledgeable people on there, and it's amazing. Yeah, everyone's real nice. All right, if I'm sick of listening and want to listen through my eyes, <laughs> give me a media I can consume. <laughs> well, you have many, many options, but may I suggest, because it's that time, that you go check out a webcomic that I make and draw for free, uh-huh. and that is called Beside You. You can go read that, again, for free at bsideyoucomic.com, or if you want to throw me a couple dollars and support what I'm doing, you can go to my Patreon, and you can get early access pages and and work in progress pages, and that is at patreon.com slash kcdstudios. Uh, at least go read it for free. It's a good time. Yeah. And I suggest you become a patron, not only because Casey needs to buy garlic bread, but also because you can get pages of boys smoking in the courtyard, like bad children, a hundred and some odd days early. I love what you take away from the pages. This boy is smoking a cigarette. In the courtyard at a school. How could he? i mean like here's the thing i'm posting one page at a time and reading that is not always like the best experience so i mean you gotta just like focus on one thing i guess and just kind of oh i i focus on many things (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of options with each page because you get the page and it might be like a work in progress it might be a finished page it might be something else but then you get the explanation at the bottom so there's a lot of material to work with with every page that comes out (laughs) (laughs) this one i decided to chastise a boy for tobacco use in the 90s (laughs) (laughs) of course oh man I wonder how, how that will go over with the 2020 crowd. Oh, man. You're going to be getting just hate mail <laughs> constantly. Cigarettes, how dare you? How dare you? That motherfucker would vape. <laughs> what kind of weird vape pen is that? Oh, my God. I I swear, if you get a comment that's like, oh, wow, like rolled tobacco, that's that's so classic. Is this guy a hipster? I want that tweet or whatever framed and put on your wall. Like, remember when people used to smoke tobacco out of not a cartridge in an electronic smoking device? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I want the kids to think that. I assume kids think, I assume kids vape? Where is this going? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just assume kids would think, like, rolled cigarettes are, like, classic. <laughs> classic. So vintage, man. So vintage. So hipster. Oh, lord above. Wow, you have rolled cigarettes? What are you, a hundred? Those Marlboro lights? Wow. Do you think you're a cowboy? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what a trash-talking session. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I read the comic and I've listened to the podcasts and 
I've talked to all the Discord people. I want to listen to a different podcast that has nothing to do with Animorphs, but has everything to do with a boy who is super... How do I get that going into my ears? Oh, well, do I have a suggestion for you? Uh, so you remember our friends that we've had on this podcast, David and Drew, that did An- Alternomorphs 2 and uh, Megamorphs 2 in the Time of the Dinosaur? Remember those? You remember those guys? Yeah. Well, sometimes they invite me to do things with them. And occasionally, slash all the time, I show up <laughs> and... We uh we do this one thing where we talk about Superboy and all of the comics from the 90s era of Superboy. And it's its own podcast called From Cadmus to Crisis. And uh yeah, it's it's a fun freaking time. We do the voices of the characters. David and Drew talk a lot of knowledgeable shit. Sometimes I get scared because I'll ask David a question and he turns from like David, like goofy David that I know, into like, well, actually, let me tell you the history of this thing and why it's the way it is, and just drops a vast amount of knowledge on me. And I'm always like, ah, I didn't expect this to get so serious. Oh, no. And then I learn, and it's awesome. Aww. So, yeah, it's a great time. So, I suggest you listen to it. Uh, there's two episodes that went up recently that are one off. So, if you're like, I don't know anything about Superboy, I've never read a comic about Superboy, and I don't have time to catch up. Great news! We released uh, Alpha Centurion for Christmas, which was super fun, one-off, absolutely no storyline connected to it, and then the Superboy Annual Number 3, which is Superboy, but it's like in an alternate universe and it's a one-off that has nothing to do with anything of the main plot. So if you just want to listen to those, I suggest them because they're both very fun. Yay! Okay, so here's one more weird thing that I'm going to tack on to the end of our (laughs) adverts, as it were. Um... Recently, I became co-owner of an escape room. <gasps> so, so children, if any one of you lives in the near enough to racing Wisconsin area to go there, <laughs> it's not where I live, by the way. I'm still keeping my town a secret. Hooray! It's not even in the same state. So uh, oh, there you go. Shit. Um, yeah, but if you're close enough to racing Wisconsin, uh, come out and do our escape room. It's called Seven Keys to Escape. And uh, if you use the code Animorphs, you get some money off, and it lets me know to come be your game master, so I can come harass you in real life, and then throw clues at you (laughs) in real life. Come get kidnapped and escape. I mean, we just just lock you in a room. Well. We're not going to take you anywhere new. uh, We don't take you to the second location, so (laughs) you probably won't get murdered. Oh, but you could do that someday. I know, we could. We absolutely could. It'd be a <laughs> All right. Creepy ideas aside. All right, we'll, we'll workshop it. It's fine. We'll workshop that for sure. All right. But for now, we're going to go away from here. Yes. We are. Far away. Where they can't find us. Where they can't find us. <laughs> where we're all Tom. I'm Tom. You're Tom. We're Tom. I don't want to be Tom. He smells. We're all Tom. Uh. I, We're all Tom I don't here. like this game. <laughs> it's Tom's all the way down. <laughs> uh, well, I guess... Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>